Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life, a show that might just get you dreaming about a different lifestyle. If you're new to the show, subscribe on iTunes, and don't be afraid to begin with episode one. Don't worry, you'll catch up. And if you've been listening all along, review us on iTunes, won't you? It helps other people discover the show. And if you're in Seattle, right now, July 2015, please come see me, Katie Sewell, performing with my old public radio partner, Steve Scher, at Cafe Nordo in Pioneer Square. Details at CafeNordo.com. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Here we go. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And I'm adjusting in my seat as I say that because it's so hot, I'm actually sticking to my chair. You gotta get one of these. Very simple. It's a towel. You put it on your chair and sit on it. That's what I'm doing. I should do that. That would be very wise. This chair that I'm sitting on, I think it's not even a real leather chair. It's a pleather chair and it's been ripping apart. <laughs> and so it's duct taped oh, no. together. You end up wearing shorts and skirts and stuff, and uh, yeah, it's bad. But you're right. I should be practical and come up with a solution. Just grab a towel. It does wonders. And it looks like you're having a snack. Sorry. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pregnant. I'm officially in my ninth month of pregnancy, so so snacking is a pretty regular thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we figured because it's so hot, so blindingly hot, uh, both in Rome and in Seattle right now, that we would talk about weather because at this point it's all anybody can talk or think about it is funny how that happens that when it gets it gets hot i mean here it gets hot every year and every year everyone complains about it right as if it's the first time (laughs) yeah i know it is like it's a surprise in seattle we can still say it's a surprise sort of even though it's been happening now for year after year after year but it used to be that it wasn't this hot here it's definitely seeming like it's getting hotter and hotter i don't have any scientific proof about that but um (laughs) (laughs) you can draw your own you can all draw your own conclusions i remember living in seattle there was always one or two weeks of summer that were really hot in the low 90s a couple of weeks the rest of the summer was very pleasant sometimes too mild sometimes it would get even down to the 60s if i remember this is back in the 90s. I haven't lived in Seattle since the 90s. But, but, you know, most of the summer was in the 70s, low 80s. Quite pleasant. Yes. Well, right now it's been in the 80s to mid 80s. It's hot. And the thing that is interesting about Rome, about both Rome and Seattle, is that neither one has air conditioning, generally speaking. No. And Rome, you've had a long time to get used to the fact that it's hot there. Seattle, maybe not. Maybe it made more sense that we didn't have air conditioning here. But you guys, I mean, come on. It's been hot. Well, people are people are starting to get air conditioning, but there's two issues with air conditioning in Rome. <laughs> One is because there are rules against what kind of air conditioning unit you can use. You can't, in the historic center anyway, you can't have those window units that sort of hang out of the window. They're not allowed here because, the, you know, they make the buildings look bad but also because we don't have those types of windows that open up and down. In Rome, most windows open out. So you have to have a system that basically there's a motor outside attached somewhere, 
or hidden somewhere. I don't know actually how it, how it works. All I know is there's vents. They have to drill a hole in your wall that goes outside. And so actually your unit is inside. Yeah, it's inside. And then there's holes going to the outside. And it's very, very expensive to install. Also, energy is generally speaking more expensive here, electricity. So if you own your own home, you might get air conditioning. But if you are renting, you're probably not going to make that investment. So that's the number one thing. The second thing is a cultural thing. Italians, not so much now, they're starting to change. But for many, many years, Italians are afraid of air conditioning. They think it makes them sick. Oh, interesting. Well, I do remember the Roman sun being a healthy sun. That old um, adage. <laughs> I've never heard that adage. Oh, well, somebody told us that when we were there, that a lot of Romans won't wear sunscreen when they're in Rome. They'll wear it when they're outside of Rome. But the Roman sun is a healthy sun. <laughs> I've never heard that. And it sounds kind of you like... You ask Claudio the... about that. Ask Claudio about it. I'll ask him. I'll ask him, but... I've never heard that. That sounds a bit like a bit of BS, to be honest. <laughs> to, you know, I don't think that there is a healthy sun. The only healthy sun is early in the morning, like before 8 o'clock. That's when the sun is actually beneficial, I think. <clears throat> but I'm, like, notorious for, you know, covering up and wearing 50 sunscreen in the winter. And, like, I'm as white as a snowflake. <laughs> yes. Well, that's good. It's funny. I, the interesting thing about Seattle is... I think that as the years go by, we're getting more and more used to the fact that our weather is getting better and better, but it doesn't have that practical application where it's really hot. And so you don't go jogging at the heat of the day. People still go jogging in the heat of the day here very regularly just because it fits the schedule. And I don't know if that's an American thing or if that's just we haven't wised up to the fact that. It's not smart to jog when it's the hottest it could possibly be. Well, it depends on what you're trying to do. If you're in really good shape and you want to sweat a lot, you could think of it as like an extra workout, like doing hot yoga. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's true. Maybe I'm just judging for no good reason. The other interesting thing about Seattle, and I don't know if I've ever mentioned this, maybe I have on the podcast, is that we're used to it being kind of dark a lot of the time. It's very overcast. It's very dark here. It's not dark much here lately. So we're kind of like the mole people, you know, where sun is bright. <laughs> we'll even wear sunglasses when it's not that bright out because <laughs> we're used to it being darker. And at least this used to be the case, although right now it seems like people are reveling in the summertime a little bit. But it used to be the case that if it was sunny for too long, people would start to get angry and mean. Because they couldn't, they didn't feel like they could get their stuff done. They needed to get done. There is that driving force to be outdoors. It's interesting because I do think that more than we might suspect or think about consciously, I think we do pick where we're willing to live based on what weather we can handle. There's a part of me that would like to live in the South in the United States, like maybe down in Louisiana or in South Carolina. But um, I also know that my hair is completely uncontrollable down there because of the humidity. <laughs> <laughs> Or like where my sister lives in Montana, it's absolutely gorgeous, but it's so dry. You have to put on so much lotion and lip balm and stuff to try to keep your skin from drying out that I just don't know if I could take it. It's kind of moist in the air here in Seattle. Yeah, it's kind of perfect. It's kind of the perfect medium between humidity and dryness in Seattle. I've spent some time in Arizona. As you know, My uh, we've talked about it before. My mom lives there. My husband dreams of going, you know, of moving there. 
And I think I could not handle that, A, the, the heat, but B, that dryness, that constant, I don't know. I, I don't, yeah, I think you're right. I think that when, you know, when you're born in a place, you deal with it. It's normal. It's your life. But when it comes to moving, and especially the older that you get, because I never used to consider weather before. I lived in Boston. Boston's kind of got the worst of both worlds in the sense that it's really cold in winter and really hot in summer. Although I loved having the four seasons coming from Seattle, where I felt like all we had was spring and autumn, having yeah. full four seasons. But now that I've lived in Rome for 11 years, the thought of moving to a place like London, which I would love to live in London. I would love to just live in the UK. I just, I really like it there. But the thought about dealing with that gray, rainy weather again, I don't know if I could handle it. Do you think that if the weather had been radically different in Rome than it is, like, let's say it was more like one of the Alpine countries, colder, do you think that you would have stayed like, let's say all things being equal, your passion for Italy is the same, but it gets these really deeply cold winters and like has the weather of London or, <laughs> you know, Switzerland. To me, there's a big difference between England and Switzerland, at least in my head. Maybe I'm wrong. I haven't lived in either of those places. But in my mind, like when you say Alpine, that to me is like ideal. Like the thought of, yes, a nice cold winter, but a short, kind of a short one maybe, couple of months, I can totally handle cold weather. And the thought of a slightly cooler summer, to me, would be perfect. I'm not a summer, I mean, I thought I was a summer person back when I lived in Seattle, because there the summers are like 75 degrees. But here, I've gotten to the point where I hate summer. I hate to say it. If you're not on vacation, and you're not anywhere where you can be at a beautiful beach and you can get to the beach in Rome in an hour, but it's definitely not beautiful. Sorry, it's not. It's gross. And you don't have air conditioning. It's kind of miserable. It is true because when I thought about when we were going to leave Rome and come back home, knowing we had to come home, part of it was we left to avoid being there in August and in July when it's so hot. If you don't live or work somewhere where there's air conditioning... You're stuck inside, but you're still miserable inside. But you absolutely can't go out. Like going out in the middle of the day when it's, you know, mid to upper 90s or even beyond, being out between 11 o'clock and 4 o'clock, it's just, it is so horrible that you stay inside, you close your shutters so that the sun doesn't pound inside your house. You just have to bear it. You just have to get through it. I just don't like, I just like, what's the point of that? I get summer at the beach. That's fantastic. Or at the lake or in the mountains. But somewhere in a city like this, if I could move to northern Italy in the foothills of the Alps, I would do it in a heartbeat. I would actually really love that. And I love snow. I really actually love wintertime as long as it doesn't last six months. That's why I couldn't handle Montreal because the winter lasted six months there. And I just couldn't do it. And then the whole London or Seattle thing is not so much cold as it is just the gray raininess of it, which you tell me it's changing. So that's good news. Well, it's not good news necessarily to Seattle residents. Really? Yeah. I mean, I would think that a little bit more sun couldn't be a bad thing. But I actually have met people who think like that, who really don't like the sun. And I'm not talking about the heat of the sun. I'm just talking about sunshine. There's a lot of writers that live in the city of Seattle. And I think that part of the reason that they're here is because when it's slightly grayer out, you have that sort of insular, I can sit and work coziness that 
when it's super sunny and beautiful out, you don't have. Now, I've heard that if you live in a place that's constantly sunny, like Southern California, that you just get used to that and the weather doesn't really affect you because it's always like that outside. Yeah, if, if you know that it's going to be sunny tomorrow, when it's sunny today, you don't feel guilty for staying inside. You don't feel like you're missing out. Right. I mean, there is something to be said about the coziness of a slight drizzle outside. Part of living in Seattle is being okay with it. But that's changing. And Seattle's changing. I mean, it's a completely, it's a booming city. There are thousands of people moving here constantly. It doesn't have that sort of strong native center anymore. It has a lot of transplants, a lot of new people. It's a totally different place now than it was in the 90s. Well, I do I do feel the same about the rain and that I feel about the cold. I don't mind it in small doses. I don't mind a rainy day. I actually kind of enjoy a rainy day as long as it's not like a Sunday in June when I had plans to go to a picnic or something. But the, I remember growing up, I remember going to school, especially in the fall, and just every day, every single day in September, rain, 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 rain. And that I cannot take anymore. I think I like the variety. So maybe I need to be back in a city like Boston that has those really distinct four seasons. Mm -hmm. Well, something to think about. How would you answer the question, would you rather be hot or would you rather be cold? Well, it depends if I'm inside or outside, I suppose. <laughs> if you had to pick one. I think I'd rather be hot if I had to. Yeah, that's how I feel too. Being hot is uncomfortable, but being cold is painful. Although you can always put more clothes on if you're cold. Whereas when you're hot, you can't really do anything to cool down besides getting yourself in water. Yeah, you could put a wet towel on you. Yeah, but that, that's going to be gross after a while. The only time I've ever been to London was a couple years ago when they had something like the biggest heat wave they'd ever had. London also never gets that hot, so they're totally unprepared. There was nowhere I could find that was air-conditioned. Nowhere. Except for the Central Library. Wow. <laughs> that was the only place. No, not a restaurant, not a movie theater, nothing. We were staying in a walk-up hotel on the very top floor. <sighs> you could open the windows as wide as you wanted to. There was no breeze. So Derek and I actually took the bathroom towels, soaked them in the sink, and just slept under a wet towel all night. And that was the only way we could get any kind of sleep the whole time we were there. Yeah, that's, that's unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> it's at least in Rome, you, if you're at home and you cannot handle the heat in your house anymore, you can go to a cafe and it will, it will very likely be air conditioned. That's one thing that, about the expat experience that people probably don't, I don't know, at least highlight is that when you get transferred somewhere, like let's say you get transferred for work, or even if you pick to go somewhere else, the weather is just sort of what you inherit sometimes. Like when Derek got sent to, with the military, got sent to Seoul, Korea, Seoul has got incredibly cold winters. And it's not like he picked that. He just was given that. That's what you get now. Incredibly cold winters. So enjoy it. Yeah, well, think of all the people who get moved to Singapore or Hong Kong or Dubai. I mean, that's hot. Definitely in the hundreds. And most of the year, I think. It changes your lifestyle. I mean, you don't think about it, but being an expat, you're very likely going to have to learn how to adapt to different types of weather. I wonder also what, you know, how much does weather impact your life? 
because I think people who live in really idealized weather, you know, I don't want to say that the, Rome, the weather in Rome is perfect because I've just been complaining about it. But, you know, it, <laughs> it, it, is, it is very sunny here. The winters are very mild. The spring is gorgeous. The fall is like a, a Seattle summer. It's pretty good. And every time I talk to Italians about, oh, you know, I'm thinking maybe I want to move to Germany. I'm thinking maybe I want to move to England. They all say the same thing. But the weather, how could you live in, in a place with weather like that? And I kind of think, but there are so many other things that are so good. There's so many bonuses, so, so many benefits. I'm talking about you know, actual lifestyle benefits of living in, in Germany. There's much more work where the pay is better, where the housing is cheaper, where there's more social services. There's, more, there's all sorts of benefits to living in Germany that in Italy we don't have. But yet people, I think, get hung up on weather, so hung up if they're used to good weather. And I wonder how much of that is really real in the sense that how much does it really affect your life and your happiness? It must. I mean, they think seasonal affective disorder, is that what it's called? What's it called? Sad. When it's super gray and dark outside all the time. Yeah, but I don't think everyone suffers from that. No, no, I don't. But some people are very affected by that. Some people, yeah, but I'm not really talking about those people. That's a specific thing. I'm talking about, like, let's say the average person. Well, I mean, I was raised as a kid in Minnesota, and the weather there is pretty extreme. Blizzards, really muggy, not to mention very buggy summers. And the weather was just the topic of conversation with everybody. That was like the number one topic you would talk about with strangers, not what you did for work. There was some book called How to Talk Minnesotan. It was a comedy book, but a lot of it was true. <laughs> and uh, a lot of it was about the weather. We make a lot of weather jokes in Minnesota. I mean, the other thing about like Minnesota or the Central Plains states is the biggest disasters that you have is weather related. So Seattle, we're dealing with the potential earthquake that could crush this entire town. In uh, Minnesota, it's tornadoes, and that's what you're trained how to deal with, or massive thunderstorms and flooding, that sort of thing. If anything, weather is where we realize we are out of control of our own lives. We can't control the weather, which we all know, but it's the one thing that can take over because it's so damn hot outside right now. That's going to change my whole day. It's not going to change it dramatically, but it is going to affect what I do today. And if there was a giant tornado ripping through right now, there's nothing you can do but deal with that. And that might not have been what I planned for my day, you know? <laughs> well, I mean, that can, that can change your life. That can destroy your home. It can kill people. It can, you know, I mean, that's extreme act of God type of thing. Have you ever been through a tornado before? Oh, no, never. I mean, I've never even been in the part of the world where tornadoes happen, I don't think. It's exciting. As a kid, it's exciting, but it's also terrifying. So you've been through one. Uh, I've only been through one that was really horrible. Have I never told you about it? I feel like I must have. Maybe you have. I can't remember. Sorry. <laughs> well, it was uh, just briefly. It wasn't even in Minnesota. We had driven to Cheyenne, Wyoming to visit family. This was still when I was a kid. And so we were on a road trip to go visit family. We arrived in Cheyenne, Wyoming on a beautiful afternoon. We didn't even unpack the car. We had all of our stuff up on top of the roof strapped down. We went in, we had dinner, and somewhere toward the end of dinner, the skies got really, really, really dark outside, and it started to hail. Hail gets harder and harder, and 
you just sort of get used to when you're in the central plains of what tornado weather looks like. So you start turning on the monitor and say like, I wonder if there's a tornado. There's always a tornado watch first. And when it turns into a warning, that's when you know a tornado's actually been spotted. That one got into the fiercest storm I think I've ever witnessed, where there was a tornado spotted. They're like, everybody gets to the basement, but the rain was torrential. And so pouring down and it was flooding everybody's basement. <gasps> Scary. So my father was out in this storm with a bucket, scooping out the window well because that water was pouring into the basement. Meanwhile, my aunt and my mom were trying to sweep it toward a drain that was in the center of the basement floor. While us kids are laying on the floor underneath blankets because there's a giant twister right up the stream. Scary. That is scary. It is. It was scary. And the next day we went out walking around and not on our block, but on two blocks over, there were all these cars flipped over. So it had come really close to where we were. And that, I think, was the most dramatic one I'd ever been through. I'd been through a lot that were just sort of like hanging out in a closet with your parents for four hours <laughs> playing board games. <laughs> but they also seem more manageable to me in some way. It's like a tornado. It seems like there are steps to do to try to survive a tornado. An earthquake, it feels like that you just never know when that's going to happen. That, that seems more scary to me. But most people in Seattle say that a tornado sounds much more scary to them. I think so, too, because I think it's more like mythical to, to people who aren't from a place where they happen. It's like something that happens over there. You know, it happens in a different part of the world, the country. It doesn't happen, you know, here. It's something you hear about, something you read about. Yeah. But speaking of not being able to talk about anything but weather, <laughs> I met a girl from India who said that, you know how in, in India it gets very, very hot in the late spring and early summer, like ridiculously hot. Like we can't even imagine over, you know, where we are, how hot it is there. And she said, it gets so hot that the water comes out of the pipes hot. Oh yeah. Because it's been heated in the pipes just by the sun, by the heat. And she said, nobody, it gets to the point that nobody can talk about anything else. And it's constant, it's all you talk about. And then finally one day, the rains come. But, you know, as horrible as monsoon season is, at least it cools down. Yeah. I mean, there are parts of the world that have really, really extreme weather. There's something about that that I find so attractive, though, that the lifestyle where you're just so attuned to what's going on in the natural world at any given time. That's the weird thing about air conditioning. I don't know that people would be living in Arizona year-round if they didn't have air conditioning. So many people just don't even get out, you know, they don't even go out during the summer months. Like, they stay in their homes and they stay in their cars. And they stay in the mall. And that's not reality. That's not dealing with the real situation. It's not dealing with the real situation, but neither is living in Montreal, where I lived for two and a half years, where they have an underground city, basically. They have networks of shopping malls and grocery stores connected to the metro. They're all underground. And if you live in the center of Montreal, you do not have to go outside, period. You can do everything that you need to do indoors. You might have to walk a block to the metro. You know, that's not reality either. That's not being out in the city. And I mean, I lived in a place in Montreal where I had to walk. I mean, it wasn't far, but, you know, maybe 10, 10 minutes to get to the metro, which, let me tell you, when it's 40 degrees below zero, 10-minute walk is 
really, really horrible. <laughs> um, so I remember, you know, the, when I had to be outside, just the pain of it, which, like I said, as horrible as it is to be hot, the pain of being cold and having like the cold wind blowing through your clothes and through your skin and to your bones. It's unbearable. It's horrible. I don't think either are really ideal. We have to find the perfect temperate zone, whatever it is. I don't know. It sounds like it's Seattle these days. Yeah, except it's too hot right now. <laughs> <laughs> but like but I what's said, too hot? Really, being too hot for a couple of weeks is okay. I just don't like it if it like, goes on forever. Yeah, I don't mind it. It makes my skin glow <laughs> with a slight gleam of sweat. So you can see my cheeks are slightly rosy. <laughs> well have we talked about enough about the weather i feel like um we should leave it there yeah what do you think i think so all right but feel free if you want to uh add your commentary about wherever you're living how you would say the weather affects your life send us an email bittersweetlife at mail.com and if you have any suggestions on the best weather in the world let us know where that is so we can go there. <laughs> At least for vacation, if not to live. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a whole other thing we could have talked about. Keeping good weather a secret mm. from foreigners. Because you don't necessarily want to be overrun. I think that Seattleites do that to a certain point where they always joke about, okay, it's getting nicer here, but let's not tell anybody. Let's not tell anybody. Yeah, totally. There's this whole idea that Seattle... The weather is crap. Everybody talks about it. Everybody says it. It probably rains more as far as you know actual centimeters of rain it probably rains more in rome than it does in seattle i would guess because we have you know these huge huge downpours in rome but they only last for a couple of hours yeah a downpour here is pretty rare anyway we said we were going to leave it there we're going to leave it there so you can email us about your weather or you can tweet us about it at bittersweet pod and a reminder, if you're in the city of Seattle and you're looking for somewhere to um, be entertained while it's hot out, you should come see me and Steve Sher performing at Cafe Nordo. Details at thebittersweetlife.net. Come out and see us. At least you can meet me in person. That would be fun. Some of you I've met before, but I would love to see you again. So come on out. And uh, yeah, we're there every Tuesday until August 4th. So do it. <laughs> and you should come over too, Tiffany. Except you're expecting a baby. Uh, if I were allowed on an airplane. <laughs> I don't know if it would still be worth it. I mean, it's going to be a great show, but yeah. If I were in town, I would be there. I promise. Of course you would be. <laughs> that way everybody could meet you as well. Maybe if you were in town, we'd actually be doing a live Bittersweet Life show, which would be mm, amazing. That would be fun. We'll have to do that when I come and visit. Maybe we should do that in Rome sometime too. Like when, maybe not when you've just had a baby. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. <laughs> but maybe next time. Maybe yeah. next time. Yeah. Anyway, well, until next week, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. Hope it's uh, good weather where you are. Bye. Thank you to all of you who write letters to us and support the show's growth and stability with your donations. Listener Kristen recently sent in her donation, and she wanted me to, and I quote, remind people who may have donated in the past and are still enjoying the podcast to consider another donation. Thanks, Kristen, for that fine suggestion and for your financial support. Let me also suggest that if you run a business that would benefit from reaching expats all over the world, we'd love to have a founding sponsor for the show. Email me at bittersweetlife at mail.com to get the conversation going. That's bittersweetlife at mail.com.